Hey everybody, this is Real Talk, where we ask real people real questions. And with that, let's jump right in. Whoa, where am I going? Cool. Right. Alrighty. Alrighty ho. Right. The first question is Are there dangerous thoughts? Now, whenever I ask a question, I put it up to 100% interpretation. I'm not asking, you know, I'm not putting a gun to your head and saying, you know, you have to, you know, think about this, this, and that. Whatever situation you want to put it to, whatever circumstance you're welcome to. But I just ask that you answer the question. So, are there dangerous thoughts? Aaron. Yeah, I, um, of course, uh, whether... I think, yes, but I think it has to be a moment of, of being upset or, or being hurt or something for those thoughts to maybe, you know, trigger in your mind. Um, it's, uh, yeah, hands down, yeah, dangerous thoughts exist. Okay, 100%. Oh, right. Uh, Nia, Naya? Hi, I'm Nia. Hi. Uh, I'm new. <laughs> I saw this and I thought it was really cool sounding. Um, dangerous mm -hmm. thoughts. Yeah, I definitely think there are dangerous thoughts. Um, trigger warning, suicide. Um, definitely thinking about things that happened to you in the past that can trigger things or seeing things that can trigger things. Um, trigger warning again, if someone gets raped. Um, I mean, there's so many things dangerous thoughts that can put you, bring you into a spiral. Okay, all right. Zach. Um, danger is essentially a warning of harm. So like, something bad's about to happen. That's what it's like to be in danger. So thoughts that lead to harm or anything negative like that, I would say are dangerous thoughts. Doesn't mean they're bad, just means they're dangerous to have. Mm. Yeah, I think that's pretty concise, yeah. Okay, we're blowing through this. Mr. Finn. Um, uh, I mean, any, any, thought, uh, any, any thought that would have led to something that has physically become dangerous, sure. But um, I don't think that needs to become so much philosophical. Um, but in theory, because they're only thoughts, and as bad as thoughts can be, they can, yeah, they can go dangerous. I think they can also pull us out of dangerous situations. I wouldn't say that thoughts are dangerous. I'd say the actions that come from, like even nice thoughts, can be dangerous. But um, I, I'd say no, but uh, but not absolutely, of course. Just to say. All right. Okay. Great. Um, I think absolutely. I'm a mental health therapist, and. Um, when people start becoming suicidal, they get into a downward spiral, and um, it's it gets to the point where like their 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 choices seem incredibly limited, and they don't see any other options. So, I definitely think that yes, that thoughts can be very dangerous. Okay, right, randomly true. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with everyone so far that thoughts can be dangerous. Um, and 
I mean, in a way, like, I can't remember who said it, um, but I think it might have been Mr. Finn. Um, when you think something through, you might, might stop yourself from doing something dangerous. But, for example, if someone was calling you a name and you thought, oh, I really want to punch them, you might not punch them that first time, but as time goes on, um, they, you know, they might call you the same name again and your initial response might just be to punch them. Um, and that would come from that repeated thought. So, mm. I, I guess, yeah. All right. Uh, Polo, do you understand the question? Were you here? Yeah. Hello. Cool. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, thoughts can be dangerous. Uh, one of the things that it came to mind when everyone was speaking about it's that uh, thoughts uh, can become ideas. And we have seen how ideas can affect our behavior. For example, uh, historical ideas uh, uh, about uh, uh, Nazis, Nazis, for example, that affects the way we think and how we behave in the real world. So those ideas become our mental structure and one way or another, it becomes a behavior. So if we have a suicidal thought, for example, it might not be harm, uh, harmful the first time, but it becomes over time structural in our mind. So it becomes something that it can became, it can uh, it can become a reality so those kind of thoughts become an idea that affects our behavior so yes it can be it can be uh, it can be a, a dangerous uh, thought okay. all right uh, uh, hi uh, yeah I think I'd have to agree with everyone so far uh, yeah there are dangerous thoughts although I think it's more about the mental state and the emotions of the person while they're thinking. Because, the, like, the, um, the uh, thinking to yourself, I'm useless, right? I would say that and say, um, I'm fine. I'm not going to kill myself. But at my lowest point, if I thought that, then I could maybe act on that, and that would not be so great. Mm, okay. All right. Mellow. Wow. Um, I have to say, I'm, I'm very surprised by a lot of the answers. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's always good. It's interesting to get different perspectives. Um, you still have a choice, um, no matter what, uh, the situation is, uh, you always have a choice. And yes, I've done some stupid things in my life as well. And then upon hindsight, I realized that. I had a choice in that scenario and I chose not to take it or take a different one. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. Obviously nothing's black and white. Um, but I feel like, you know, if we completely take out free will and in, in these kind of scenarios or any scenario, um, that's just not a good thing. Uh, even if at a physics level at a, you know, quantum uh you know the actual physics of the universe level free will might not exist it is very very helpful for humanity to think it has it so i think when we start to go the other direction entirely 
Now, I'm not saying there isn't room for influence. You know, everything influences everyone. I'm influencing you just by uh, speaking, not only in the words I say, but the fact that I'm using the English language is uh, possibly proliferating the use of English, you know? So, so you have to think about even the metadata of what you do and how you do it influences things. So um, to summarize, influence is a factor, but so is the individual. Um, and I think it's just a balance there and that's different for everybody. Okay, All right. Now, now is the time when we open up and the rule here is speak for us to be spoken over. So does anyone want to disagree, elaborate, agree with someone, make their point yeah, different? Definitely. Uh, with what uh, Melo said, it came to my mind that, yeah, definitely, there's always a choice. There's always a choice when you have options in, in your life. But when it comes to certain behaviors or when it comes to certain situations, that choice is stripping from the person. Uh, I'm going to give you one example. For uh, uh, I have been uh, I have been talking with adolescents who have suicidal thoughts, and the feeling that they have about life don't give them an option because they feel terrible, and they go into in this uh, to this abyss abyss. I, I don't know if I'm uh, pronouncing it right, abyss or this black hole that they don't see any other option, even though the options are there uh, don't see it because they feel like life has no meaning and the only thing that they can think of is not being part of it and that itself take that uh takes from them the option of uh, making it to to choose life instead of death but yeah it it it, it, it raised in my uh, it raised in my mind that that question that what about when there is no option even though there is an option uh, for example when sickness is in 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 the in the door of our life so yeah i think uh, that option can be taken away from us uh, depending on how we feel about things or life itself uh, speaking about uh, suicidal thoughts it themselves, uh, I mean. Right. Yeah, I think I think that goes down to you know, do your emotions control you or do you control them, and where's the line there? And and I'm not by any means am I saying that it is one way or another. I'm just saying I think that's the uh, where that fundamental problem comes from is how yeah. we think about our own emotions relative to ourselves yeah. Frank, it just be uh no hand raising on that yeah 100 percent want to piggyback off of what Polo was saying um sorry mellow waves um i i do understand what you're saying i totally agree with what you're saying but like what Polo was saying i had the same idea um basically if you see no other way, you see no other option. The things you're speaking of are after therapy or during therapy. You would have to do therapy to get to the point that you're speaking of. But if you have no one there to help you or no therapist or anything like that, then you're going to feel that way. But it's just really hard. And what in the world was that? <laughs> you, you can't know what you don't know. 
it's just really hard to try to change your way of thinking without something outside trying to help you change it without an outside mm -hmm. influence. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I I still don't know that I agree, but hey, that's the wonderful thing about the conversation is Absolutely. everyone can have a conversation whether oh, yeah, they agree or not. So. And get on this, amen. So, Mello, maybe that is the dangerous. Oh, you just got muted. <laughs> I think two people megaphoned him at once. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> Mello, maybe that is the dangerous thought that I have no choice. Because if you believe that you have no choice, then that is your truth, right? So maybe mm -hmm. that is the one dangerous choice. Could be. Um, yeah, I, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a I mean, that's a bit of a mind trip to, to think of the the choice. It's a meta choice, right? Your choice of choices. So, right, because I, I totally what, I totally agree with what you were saying that we always have a choice. But people, like I was saying before, about people who are suicidal, they do have a choice, but they don't believe that they have a choice, and therefore, for them, they have no choice, and that is the dangerous thought. Right. I, I just I don't think it's hmm. always that they don't have a choice. It's that that's the best choice for them. You know, it's a way out. It's freeing. You're no longer confined to what is basically torturing you. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, are, sorry to say, but are we just kind of theorizing on... Hey, guys. Uh, I, a, a mentality that we couldn't possibly... It's not theorizing um, for me, but I don't want to get too in-depth uh, with it. You know, it, it seems like somewhere where we, I don't think we could really go right now. We seem in a, we all kind of sound like we're in a, an okay place, but these seem like very dark places that maybe we've been to, but other people at this moment are encompassing. They, they couldn't possibly uh, be there and talk about it so comfortably, at least. Just, that's my idea. Just seems like a very difficult subject. Um, a good one, though, but, uh, Difficult to imagine, and, and and you know it's uh, when when you're when you're living this state of mind, for example, depression. I don't know if you any guys uh, any uh, uh, of you have lived that, but when you're in a depression mode, uh, nothing makes sense in your mm. life. Yeah. I have, and 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 suddenly it's just not about the choices it's about the feeling of your life how do mm. you feel about yourself how do you feel mm -hmm. about everything mm -hmm. even though there's there's a lot of people around you you feel utterly alone and you don't feel like it, your life <coughs> is meaning and and that's a dangerous thought by itself but it's not about the thought it's about the feeling how do you feel about life itself mm. and how do you feel in that moment so it's kind of 
the 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 thoughts that uh, generates from that feeling uh, are a result of uh, of how are you living life in that moment and it's depressive it's depression that you you're feeling it's the way you you're living that moment so it's i i don't think in that moment when we're talking about feelings it's not about the thoughts or in your mind is how you two feelings comes into mind yeah the feeling the feeling comes from the thought not the other way around okay so okay uh great great we're right. in agreement right we're, uh, we're in agreement but Oh, yeah, I don't I mean, think we'll I, ever I do still that. Have some <laughs> thoughts, but, but I can't really express them well because <laughs> I haven't thought through it. So I'm not going to waste the uh, the circle's time when I haven't thought through well enough. So, right, so uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Right. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the next question, but there's some new people in here, so I just explain the rules quickly. Because rule number three, I use a metaphor for, and I, I should make it more specific, but that's my bad. Um, right. I pose a question, topic, philosophy, political conundrum, legal, hypothetical, and we go around the circle and we get everyone's opinions and ideas on it. And uh, after that, we open up and we talk about it with no time limit, no constraint, you just talk and all that. And um, we, we abide by these rules when we go through the circle, which is rule number one, a two-minute rule, meaning like try to keep your point to just about two minutes so, you know, it, 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 it everyone has time in the circle to express the ideas and then we can open up. Uh, rule number two, uh, respect the circle, meaning don't try to argue with someone while they're making their point or interrupt them while we're in the circle. Uh, rule number three, uh, ask them the guide door, meaning if you want to bring up a religious topic, you're welcome to. Just try. You have to ask the group and see if they come with that and all that. Uh, rule number four, I always forget this one. I'm trying not to look at it because it's right behind me. Respect when the topic is over, meaning if we're trying to move on, move on with us. And rule number five, shut up when needed because needed is often great. So, everyone ready for the next question? Everyone excited? Heart pumping? Minds turning? Right. This question. Did, did you say that we are not supposed to raise our hands? Well, in the circle, right, it's it's all based on, like, where you're sitting on the couch. And then once we open up, it's uh, speak for us to be speaking spoken over. So just, like, find a spot in the conversation when no one's stopping to jump in and all that. Okay. Right. So the question is, uh, and you're welcome to, you know, ask me to repeat the question if you want to answer it super specifically. But the question is, are people with more intelligence, on average, less happy than people with less intelligence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are those correlated? <laughs> yeah. Aaron. Um, um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. Um I don't think I personally don't think that, you know, having more knowledge or I don't know, as they say having less knowledge uh, makes you any happier or whatever than the other person. Um, I just, I don't, that's a really tricky question that's working my brain, but I, I, I don't think so. I say, I, I disagree with that. 
Yeah. You muted if you're speaking. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that is a tricky question. Um, I would say coming from a scholar background, I definitely can say yes, you can be unhappy if you don't find a balance. So this kind of goes back to the first question. It's all about how you see things, your choices, like, um, I'm so sorry, uh, Meta, Meta Waves, Mellow Waves was saying. Um, so it's all, it's all about that. Um, like when I was in school, I definitely was on both sides. I was the rocker party girl that was friends with everyone, but I was also part of uh, academic, uh, academic decathlon. So it's all about finding a balance, basically. Okay, all right, Zach. Uh, yeah, I'd say there is, because a lot of people have come in to agree that there's bliss and ignorance, right? There's not, there might be research on that, I don't know if there is, but the fact that so many people have just universally agreed upon that kind of says there's a bit of truth behind it. Not necessarily everyone who's smarter is sadder and everyone who is dumber is happier, but I would say it tends to lean to more, the more intelligent you are, the, the more likely you are to be sadder than people who are below average, let's say. That's what I think, anyway. Okay, all right, Mr. Finn. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the old thing, uh, ignorance is bliss. I mean, setting up what we're pressing on. Um, I, sure, I, I'm sure I'm sure it goes on a roller coaster of a thing, you know? I'm, I'm sure there's been heights of where you've thought to yourself, I'm intelligent, and I've got to a situation where I was able to get exactly what I wanted. I am happy. This is what I wanted. And I'm sure there's been lows where you've been intelligent, you didn't get what you wanted, and you felt like a piece, you felt like shit. And I'm sure it's went in the absolute reverse. I want, I got what I wanted. This is mm -hmm. what I wanted. And people would say, that's not a lot. And you go, no, it's enough for me. But then they go, you're not very smart. I didn't really try. <laughs> Who cares? I'm happy. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's so black and white. Um, it depends on uh, what you consider to be intelligent. I know people that think they're very smart, and I would never correct them. Because uh, they they think they are, and they're happy enough being that way. Um, okay, I guess right. it's perspective. Yeah. Pat Stark. Um, I Ooh. think that oh. <laughs> uh, one of the curses that we have as human beings is that we're self-aware, and as soon as you are self-aware, uh, compared to animals, which also have a certain degree of self-awareness. But they don't think about their uh, state of mind, if they're happy or sad or whatever. They just act upon their things and do whatever lies in front of them. I think that the more intelligent that you are, the sooner you are aware of the situation that you are in. And, well, let's face it, most people are not in situations where in the long run or in the uh, longer perspective of things, they can consider themselves happy. Even if you're married, even if you're in a marriage of 25 years, you look back and there are, of course, certain moments where you were happy. But if you count it all up and if you look at the whole picture, it's hard to say that all those 
moments that you've spent in those 25 years, you were happy um, for all 25 years of them. It's just not happening. And I think there's this quote, I don't know who made it, but it's a very famous quote that when you come above a certain level of intelligence, a certain IQ measure, um, you start getting less happy. So I think that the stupider you are compared to IQ, the happier you can be because you're not aware of all the things that are going wrong or that are threatening you or all the outside influences that are stacked up against you when you want to do something. If you set yourself a goal, you want to achieve it. Um, if you're stupid, you say, well, that's what I want to do. I go for it. And then when you get it, you're happy. But smart people will see all the things that are threatening to reach and continue to uh, circumvent them and well it puts sort of a break on your happiness so i think it's true the more intelligent you are the less happy you can be okay right. hey uh tonk came in uh after after so do you want to let tonk go uh just tonk, tonk do you know the question uh yeah it was if uh it, it's whether or not it, with more intelligence people are more depressed like less happy uh yeah it's like on average are more intelligent people less happy than people with less intelligence yeah um i i think uh sorry am i too quiet can you hear me no, you're good you're good uh, all right no, all right good. cool good. um i think that my uh i think overall uh I think it's it's what you categorize like intelligence as more is more important than anything than anything else here because I think that there's like a certain like there is like a certain amount of intelligence required in keeping yourself and like maintaining how you are doing emotionally and I think that to say if you're more intelligent then you're not doing that I think feels almost inherently contradictory I think that if it were to be like more of a uh I, I I don't know, like not not entirely contradictory. I just think that the I think that it's it's using a very narrow narrow lens. I think that like to say that stupid people are happier feels like a way of justifying a a place of being miserable. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels like mm. almost like a mini pat on the back, and like I just mm. think that the that it's just not like uh, I I don't know. I think that I. I think that they I think it's an excuse not to work on yourself more than anything else. Um, but yeah, okay. so that's my opinion. Right, Frank. That was a cool point. Um, so I, I have been studying positive psychology and happiness for over a decade and been teaching a class on it. And I so appreciate the question, but because I've never actually had that question come up. So I am looking forward to um, doing some studying on it. Um, I remember my mom used to say um, she wishes that she was dumber because she thought she would be happier. Um, as a therapist, I find that um, intelligent people do seem to have a tendency to overthink and overanalyze and ruminate and get into these uh, spirals. And so I do think that there's something to that, but I find myself squeamish and saying, in agreeing and saying on average anything, because that, that's kind of like, I think Zach said, you know, it's kind of an overgeneralization. 
So I'm kind of I'm kind of abstaining from from saying in either direction because I don't I don't I think that happy people are people of less intelligence are just as capable of being happy and I think that people of high intelligence also have an opportunity to be happy but it's it's more like a high um, a high octane engine. But it's like, are you going to use that energy and go in a negative direction or are you going to use all that power into a positive direction? So it kind of goes back to um, what Mello had said earlier, like it all comes down to choice. Uh, randomly too. Um, so I do agree with everyone that... Um categorizing what is intelligent and not intelligent is kind of out there um, as, as to how you would define it. But um, if I were to say it was knowledge, like the more knowledge you have, the more intelligent you are. Um, generally, people who have more knowledge are more um, critically thinking, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and say, for example, if there was two people who were going to jump into a lake just for fun, um, the person who doesn't know about, you know, the bacteria that's in the water or the dangers of jumping into a lake from a certain height and that kind of stuff, they'll just jump in and have a good time. Whereas the person who um, knows all that stuff would be more hesitant and potentially wouldn't jump in. Um, so then I guess from that point of view, like a more intelligent person might stop the themselves from putting themselves at risk but they, they might be missing out on um i guess experiences but in the other way uh a less intelligent person potentially might hurt themselves um so yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. Hello. so yeah i i definitely agree with uh, most of the points of view everyone here has spoken of. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think that when you have more knowledge, uh, you have more options to wait to become less happier because, uh, for example, uh, uh, a baby, when you give them a, a, a present, uh, you will notice that they go for the box instead of the of the toy and the adult will say oh how can he choose the the box when the toy is what i gave him because the the adult is waking all these options that it's better that it, it can make him happy the uh, but the 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 children the 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 baby will go for the box because that's the option that just naturally came into mind and and what it comes to mind it's that uh, the more you know the more you will have to think about the the, the options you have in life so and when you're not uh, i mean i i'm not thinking about intelligence itself but i'm thinking about the the cumulative knowledge that we have in our minds as the um, as uh, as the measure uh, uh, with what we uh, categorize an, an intelligent person so in, in a way the more we have uh, this knowledge we have to think about our ways in life and when you do not you have to uh, go with your gut instinct with your you know with that essential 
feeling of life that you have to choose whatever whatever way so yeah i think people with less intelligence or less knowledge will be more happy in life oh uh um yeah i definitely think there is um some sort of correlation between um the more intelligent you are and the and the more happiness you can get out of life although I would say, as we were talking about, it really depends on how you define intelligence. I'd say it's more about what um, Pat Stark, yeah, Pat Stark, uh, what Pat Stark was saying about uh, self-awareness. Um, continuing on from what he was saying, um, children are, on average, quite a bit happier than most adults I know. Um, um, I, mo I think mostly, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think it could be because they don't ruminate on every mistake they make uh, because they don't really have the uh, self-awareness or the self-awareness or the attention span to do so. Okay. Uh, I spend ha many, oh. many nights going over something idiotic I did five months ago to a cashier. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think children do that. And maybe it's because they're less intelligent. Maybe it's because of just biological differences from when you were an adult and when you were a child. But I think there's definitely something to be said about being intelligent or being self-aware and how happy you can you can be. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, I think, yeah, it definitely depends on what you classify intelligence as. As everyone has said, you know, that classic 80s movie, I think we all basically have an 80s movie in our head uh, that defines intelligence, right? The one kid that gets stuffed in the locker versus the uh, the uh, jock, whatever. And we all know that that's not <laughs> true, right? So we all know there's emotional intelligence. And when someone says, I'm intelligent, and yet they, they are super arrogant, you know, you still want to punch that person in the face, even if they're right. So the point is, um, if you, it all depends on perspective, and it all depends on uh, on the mindset that you're willing to put yourself in at the time. Like mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have found myself many, many times in that that spreadsheet overthinking, uh, you know, over analytical mindset where I'm like, okay, but what about this? But what about that? But what about that? And then that just leads, I don't care who you are, um, that, you know, leads to, in certain situations, that is absolute downfall. But at the same time, you don't want to go and, you know, just do something super crazy, uh, because then you'll end up dead. So, <laughs> you know, um, I feel like a broken record saying it's all about balance. Um, because that sounds like something someone would just make a Instagram quote on to like, you know, farm for likes or something. And, you know, it's oversimplified, <laughs> but um, it's really true. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's, uh, it, but it's not all or the other, like the, the person that overthinks can do the spontaneous thing so really what we're talking about is spontaneity right being able to do the thing that feels right in the moment so um the overthinker 
can be spontaneous and the on average spontaneous person can do the analytical thing. It just depends on whether they choose to do that at that moment. So you need to choose which hat to use for the task. And I think that's what it boils down to, or at least a overthinker. Um, but anyway, right. uh, and I also don't want to overgeneralize and say on average, I know that was the question, but I don't think anyone can overgeneralize that much. But anyway, okay, two minutes. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, Zach, I think you joined midway through the conversation, so... We're just going to open up. Great. Does anyone uh, disagree, agree, or want to elaborate? Speak now or forever hold your peace. I just want to say this is awesome. And yeah. it's yeah. so nice to be in lockdown and be able to speak to intelligent humans. <laughs> yeah, it's right. But I will be it back um, next, next time you guys have this. I have to go eat dinner. Okay. All right. Yeah. This goes on for like two hours, so you got time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, got about yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. We went eight hours one time, but I'm not doing that again. Oh yeah, that was like our third event. Uh, we we didn't really have a time limit, so we just kept going and going and going, and we went from like seven o'clock to like two a.m. something like that. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it was close to that. One yeah. of those. This finishes at two a.m. already for me. Oh yeah, you know if you're not in the in the time zone, yeah. yeah. Right. Anyone else want to praise me or elaborate on their point? <laughs> You're doing a great job. So I, I, uh, I saw that your Discord, and I have Discord. So I sent you guys a friend request, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it went through. Great. Uh, the, 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 I have yet to figure out all of technology, so if you uh, add me on Discord, I'll add you to the server, and the server is how we come up with questions, and you have the ability to reach out to me, tell me you think my event is stupid, or you can, you know, if you have a question that you want to hear in this event, you're welcome to post it in that Discord and all that, so it's just, it's just you know, maybe you disagree with the question I asked, you want to, you know, say, that one's stupid, don't bring it up, you're welcome to, you know, it's just all about, like, Communication, because that's all this event is, is talking, you know, so. Yeah. Wait, JVB, what's up? Hi, uh, I just got in a little while ago. I heard uh, the rest of things. I'm assuming the question is, um, to it. let me see if I can be a letter. Uh, I'm assuming the question has to do with, does higher intelligence mean higher happiness? Something about that, the equation of that? Uh, in the inverse, that uh, higher intelligence causes less happiness, or vice versa. I just, as an observation, just come right before I uh, came into the headset, I had just glimpsed the silhouette of my husband looking out the window and my cat looking out the window. So in one window, yes. I saw a man's silhouette and I saw a cat silhouette, and they were both looking, like both thinking, probably both thinking squirrel. And uh, <laughs> I think at that moment, just on that planet, there was this inherent... Um, equality, the spark of exactly what was happening without any particular quali qualifying or quantifying any of it. You know, and then, you know, a, a couple seconds later, I think they each went into various levels of their 
anxieties, but <laughs> for that moment, it was uh, it was just really quite beautiful and equal. <laughs> what a very beautiful observation. That's fun. <laughs> right, anyone else? That's it. Everyone agreed. No one wants to call anyone a stinky head or something. <laughs> No, yeah, no. If you're in here, it's just the title you're given, you know. Never live it down. Right, so uh I'm just gonna give like a quick like spark notes. Uh welcome to Real Talk. If you just came in here and you don't understand what's going on, I pose a question, topic philosophy, legal conundrum, um ethical dilemma, right? And we go around the circle clockwise relative to me, abiding by these rules, getting everyone's opinions, thoughts, and experiences on, on the question. And uh, it's a good time, but the the uh, quick spark to know the rules. Rule number one, two-minute rule. Uh, try to keep your point under two minutes when you first go around the circle. We will have an opportunity to open up and speak about it. Rule number two, uh, why am I forgetting it? because I'm going too fast, right? <laughs> Rule number two is I uh, respect the circle, meaning don't try to interrupt someone or argue with someone while they're trying to make their point in the circle. Uh, you will be able to make fun of them after we open up. Uh, rule number three, ask from the guide door, meaning that uh, if you want to bring up a religious topic, you're welcome to. Just ask the group and see if, you know, it's cool and all that. You're not offending anyone by saying this and that and all that. Uh, rule number four, uh, topic. and rule number five, Shut up when needed, because needed is often great. So, uh, some of the questions I asked need a little bit of a, a background, right? So, this question is, if someone is not experiencing life, if someone's in a coma, if someone's deaf, blind, and mute like Helen Keller, if someone, you know, can't participate in society in a meaningful way, right? can't form relationships, they're suffering in a sense, right? If you can define that as suffering, right? Is it humane to keep them alive? Is it humane to allow them to exist in this, uh, uh, how do you say, non-conscious state? They can't give, they can't, you can't communicate with them. If, no, if they can't, like, participate in life, like they can't, you know, grow up or they can't, you know, see, talk, hear, all that at once, you know, or they're in a coma, is it humane to keep them alive and let them continue that existence? Draw vegetables. I, um, right, yeah, I think that, that uh, okay, just to, thank you. If, if, oh, good. I, if I knew someone that, that wasn't in either or, if, you know, positions that you mentioned, I, I, um, I would keep them alive, and and some people might disagree, some might agree, but um, I don't think that that I, there there has to be hope. I think I think um I know I mean I know people who who don't see you know they're, they're blind and they don't look at the world as oh I'm blind and I can't see but others can't. But it's just I guess the way you think of it mentally um <clears throat> I, I just. I don't think I have a heart to do that. I know that I know people who've been in situations like that, and sometimes, yeah, it's easier to just, you know, let them go. You know, it might be easier on them. Maybe people think that they're suffering, but I I think that there should always be hope before making a decision like that. Um, I don't think that uh, the world ends 
where you think it ends. I think that's just the beginning of uh, creating another world and creating different Virgin. techniques to, uh, you know, uh, learn and communicate. That's just personally what I think. Yeah. Right. Zach. Um, not not you, Zach. That's Zach. There's two of them. Sorry, I'm also called Zach. Um, <laughs> That's um, depending on the situation. So, if it's a coma, some comas are induced for medical reasons, you know. Don't just kill them because of that. Um, mm. But also, you know, comas, there's a potential for them to wake up and enjoy life still. So, no, not necessarily in that situation. But if it's born, deaf, blind, can't feel, can't experience anything from birth, I... I mean, it's hard to say because we can't, we haven't experienced what that's like. You know, they might still have an incredible imagination and live in their own world that way. So I, I can't say because it might be humane to kill them, it might not be. We haven't experienced it. We can't okay. say. So, coma, okay. no, uh, up for interpretation or anything else. Zach, right. with the proper spelling. Mine's the proper spelling. It's Latin, okay? <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Mine's the original. You can. <laughs> That's okay, Zachary. This isn't proper. It's shortened. <laughs> Jesus. Didn't come here to get disrespected. Uh, can you hear me? Is it working? Yep. Okay. So, if they're, for example, if they are deaf, blind, or they just physically don't have any abilities, they... they still have a life they're still in this world so you you might mm -hmm. as well keep them alive because they're they're in this world you can see them and they some people that are deaf and blind they grow senses to actually know where they're at so it's easier to do that that's really all i have <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean just murder blind people i'm saying like if, <laughs> if, they, if they are equivalent to dead already like like they can only you know you know, Helen Keller, you know, she could only communicate in such a limited form. She couldn't experience anything, you know. The only thing she had was touch and taste, you know, in a sense where that, like, it's not a life, you know. I'm There's not just no saying if you're deaf, kill them, you know. Can I I'm get not saying a that. little bit of clarification? I'm not trying uh -huh. to disrespect Circle, just I think it would help. Um, uh, is, are you talking conscious or unconscious? Because I think that's where the difference oh, comes in. Helen, that's a good point. Helen Keller, while that's she wouldn't conscious. have any sense feeling, she would still be conscious. And like if you did an fMRI on her brains, and Helen would be in there uh, to what to what we understand currently as being in there. I'm I'm not going to go into like what we don't really know with medical technology right now. Um, but uh, so I think that would be the differentiator. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, like a person who cannot, like, even if they are conscious, they cannot interact with the world. But they can still think within their own mind. Yes. They're in a prison of their own fleshy. So essentially, either unconscious or isolation. Stick a Metallica music video. Kind of thing, right? You know, mm. Can I? Right. Zach's gone. Can I? Can you? Yeah, no, it's fine. I'll wait. Okay. Uh, gotcha, boy. Um. So, 
Um, Mel <laughs> Waves had a very good point right there, and so did um Zach with the English proper spelling. <laughs> That's where you know from. Okay, but basically, if they are conscious, they are living a life. They're living their own life. They can still think. Shouldn't like. Are they mute? Because if they're mute, that changes a lot of my answer. They are. They're mute. It's, okay. Um, so they can't interact with the world. If they're, if they're, they like can't do anything in the world. But do they still have like their senses, like um, touch, taste? No, no they cannot. Like, at least they, those they two. They are not a part of our world. They cannot experience okay. it. They cannot touch. Feel all that. They can only think okay. inside their own head or their own consciousness. Okay. Well, they're still there they're still a human like if you were to put them in pain they would still feel it It, it's not like they're some like doll or something that you could just cut off its head and and it wouldn't even like feel anything or anything um they're just they're a human being that's laying in front of you you can see them they can't see you but you can still feel and see them as a person even if they are um, unconsciously living, they're still in life. They're still alive. And they could be having their own world in their own head, and they probably wouldn't want you to end that. How would you feel if you were in your own world having the best time of your life, and then all of a sudden you're just gone? You wouldn't feel. You wouldn't. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know, but huh? still, wouldn't you not want to yeah. be taken out of that? Rule number two, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Mr. Finn. But yeah, that's the end of my thing. I megaphoned him Sorry. twice. My bad. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I thought it, I thought there was another person. Okay. Um. I, I think it's really cool that what we're doing first is we're thinking of the positive. We're thinking that they are in their mind and we would be stopping something that is active. That's that's really cool. We're, what we're thinking is the positive thing first, not not the not the opposing that somebody did say they're in a prison in their mind. In a prison is a terrible thing, but a prison in your mind. What a horrible idea. But we went we went to the positive first. Before I'm sure somebody'll somebody'll say it before me though. But if you're in a prison in your mind, you can't do anything. Has anybody ever had like a just not, not to get an answer, but more of a rhetorical uh, a waking nightmare where you wake up, you can't move, you can't say anything, the rest of your senses haven't kicked in, but your mind is very much so active. Something very terrifying is happening to you. You can't do anything. I mean, but that and I make that years long. The terror is almost worn off, but you you don't you don't start to imagine a beautiful world. I I, I wouldn't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. But you would become very fatigued in your mind. You would um, start to lose senses of other things in your mind. Um, I don't think it would be a very good thing. I I have already heard from my my own parents. They say if I'm ever in that situation, you don't think about it. It's not about you. You turn that machine off. But this is just from my sense, and this is the darker side of it. I'm sure somebody else has got a, a different idea of that. But um, I would say I would say no. I don't think that is human. I don't think 
to live like that is human. Just join. Uh, so I'm gonna move over to talk. Yeah, hi. Hello. All right. Can you all hear me? Well, I'm yeah. Right. Where are you listening? They're at the back. I think. Uh, oh yeah. First of all, one thing that that is uh, that I can't help but think is that like you you mentioned you mentioned uh, like Helen Keller as if she was like lived an unfulfilled life <laughs> you know you know what i mean like like as an example like i think like it's just like a like a ridiculous like i i don't know i think that like as far as like that sort of thing i mean like i think about stephen hawking and like what he's been able to accomplish as like talk about somebody who's just like lost all control of everything and like i just i i don't know i think that there's like a like a small a little part of me that's like that thinks that uh, that on that sense. Now, if we're talking about somebody who's in like, who's been in a coma for years and there's no end in sight, I mean, like, I think about what you're, like, what you're trying to preserve. If they come back, they're probably not going to be like at a hundred percent, you know, just not functioning for, just not having that sort of function or anything like that. Like, what are you, what are you, uh, like, and what are you preserving and who are you preserving it for? I think is like the biggest thing. If you're doing, because I think it's. I think it's like a way of absolving yourself of that sort of uh, Just message me of instead. of their uh, of take of just it's a way of avoiding responsibility by saying that that's that they deserve that. But like I think like I think if you're still moving around, I think like as long as you're like moving around and have like control over yourself, I don't think that there's any doubt about it that there's like that they that that's a life that should be preserved like if there's any possibility of communication outside of themselves there's no i i, I don't think that there's any uh way to justify like killing them <laughs> so that's like i guess that's that's my idea okay all right kj well i was you keeping that person uh alive for and for what reasons and for what reasons do you want to unplug them are they a burden is that why you want to unplug or if you want to keep them alive even though they're in a vegetative state is there hope or is it the fact that you know people are being greedy and don't want to lose that loved one so soon um personally i have uh, dnr orders at the hospital and my clinic so if i get in the motorcycle wreck or something happens to me and i'm in that state I'm not going to be around long. I mean, because orders are do not plug me, you know, don't even attempt to plug me in, just let me die. Mm -hmm. But uh, taking care of my mother, watching her decay from cancer, it got down to that last part and uh, discussing with my dad, what, what are we doing here, you know? And uh, she was ended up unplugged. I mean, so just what, what are the true reasons? You know, what, what, why? On, on both sides of the fence, you know, or is it just because you don't want them to suffer or is you just don't want them to go away? But uh, if, if there's someone who's in a complete vegetative state, say they uh, had a traumatic brain injury and are brain dead, and those are saying, you know, is, is that life? I mean, they're showing flat lines across EKGs, they're showing everything. The only thing that's keeping them alive is that resuscitator and, and uh, a G tube. And personally, 
I wouldn't want to see a loved one go through that. I'd unplug them. And I definitely would want to go through that. So that's just all I got to say on the topic. Uh, Pat, are you with us? Somebody sitting right beside like you. Dead. <laughs> Someone might unplug that. Boy. Not the same. All right, JVB. <laughs> uh, hi. Um. Yeah, but the examples of uh, Stephen Hawking and you know Helen Keller. My God, she was had quite a um, influence. Um, it wasn't even just the, that uh, people around her were influencing her. She had influence uh, of the, to the outer world. And happy birthday, Stevie Wonder, by the way, <laughs> um, today. Um, I think this question is truly about consciousness. And there's many interesting things about, you know, then eating a salad, are you killing lettuce? You know, um, the, the, the stuff in medical things these days with being able to track um, brain activity, I think is really fascinating. I don't know that much about it, but um, I think say even like 15 years ago, there wasn't the uh, being able to uh, see that there's much going on inside that we can see now, even though we don't have to just check somebody's eyeballs if they're flickering or not, you know. But anyway, that's those are my two, sen two cents. I don't really know. I don't have a summation. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's on, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right. I'm sorry. I always mess it up. My bad. Yeah. Um. So I don't think um whether someone gets to live or not, it's something I can decide on their behalf. Like, unless the person is able to communicate with me their desire to either live or die, um, if I decide to unplug them, then it's mostly going to be for selfish reasons because they became too much of a liability or something. Um, I can't say it is for their sake because um, I don't know what's going inside their head. Maybe just like um, KG said, like, if I decide to unplug them, is it going to be because they're too much for me to handle or is it because um, they're suffering and I want to end their suffering and not be selfish and keep them for myself I don't know unless I get the feedback of the person it's difficult to say what is right I don't think there is a right um, a correct answer to this thing okay is it Greek? <laughs> you muted, yeah. by the way. There you go. I just can't do the in the correct part of my. Uh, there you go. Hello. Can you not? You speak? want to speak? I haven't correct the name, right? Yeah. No, they're they're megaphone. I do so. Right. If you have any technical difficulty, you can just move on and come back. Okay, Lazarus. Can you hear me now? Oh, there we go. Fantastic. You're good. Okay. Something was wrong with my mic. I'm sorry. Was that too loud no now? No, you're good. <laughs> okay. And it's Ayethusa. It's um from Merlin. It means white dragon. Oh, okay. Um, but my first question about this is. Um, 
are there any brain activity like has been mentioned before? If there's any brain activity at all, then if we terminate that life, that's basically just murder in my eyes. Um, but if there is no brain activity, um, then I guess that the um, they can be unplugged and their organs and tissues and other items can be used to help more people stay alive and promote better better lives for these individuals. I've been in a situation personally where a couple years ago, um, I'm still recovering, but a couple years ago I passed out for no explainable reason and I ended up breaking bones in each leg. Um, I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. I was in a wheelchair. I had to go under complete reconstructive surgery of my right leg, ankle, foot, and they had to use cadaver parts on me. And, um, hello, hello, part, hello. Um, they had just to wait a bit. Is my mic on? Dude, just wait a bit, dude. Just, just, just wait. A <laughs> they had to use cadaver parts on me, and. It's been two, three years now. I am not in a wheelchair. I can walk. Um, I can progress. But during that time when I was in the rehabilitation center, I couldn't get out of bed hardly. Um, it was a struggle to do most anything. And it was basically being a prisoner in my own mind. I could not do what I wanted to do. But I still had joys and hopes and happinesses and achievements that came my way, even though at times it was very dark and difficult. So I would say if there's any brain activity whatsoever, um, and it's not a situation like this gentleman's mother, um, then I think it would be merciful to not do anything but if there's no brain activity I think it would be more merciful to send um, to use them in situations that would benefit other people's lives okay. that's all I have to say um, so in regards to being in a coma there are cases where people have never woken up and have been unplugged and there have been cases where people have awakened after many years of being in a coma and continued their life obviously through rehabilitation or being a normal human being not in a coma but then again hearing is one of the last senses to deteriorate to, to, to deteriorate to deteriorate <laughs> when they're in a coma. So there is that possibility that they can still hear regardless of if they can't speak or anything. And I'm gonna bring up that music video from Metallica's One, um, the song One. Um, it's got bits from a film called uh, Johnny's Got His Gun or something, where a guy steps on a landmine and loses all his limbs. He can't speak, can't hear, he's lost his sight. He has his ventilator over his face, which is like a bag, so he can't see anything anyway. And he just wants to die, but he can't tell anyone. 
So everyone's just keeping him alive, but he's, you know, he's telling them, kill me, kill me, kill me, and, but they can't hear him. A bunch of people are sitting in a circle, sitting on couches, and they're just and like, well, like, what happened? What the heck? What? And then, well, I guess it brings up the debate as to uh, what gives us the right to put down animals as well. They don't have a choice. Right. But again, it could be like a merciful thing you could say, but again, they can't say kill me or don't kill me, but we still do it. Why, why should we do it to humans as well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Randomly true. I'm not very morbid. So... <laughs> <laughs> very somber tune in here. Um, I mean, so I, I'll try making it a bit more positive, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, just because someone ha you know, you can monitor their brain waves and stuff like that. Um, you can't see what's going on in their brains. It's like you can record, um, sleep patterns in like brain waves, um, as you sleep, but you can't record your dreams. Um, and there have been people who have come out of comas um, and they've lived like another life just in their head. And there are some people who just wake up um, as if they've just skipped through time. Um, but in that way, if I, I guess it, it also depends on the situation. If there's someone who doesn't look like they're going to recover, and they're using up all the resources um, available, and then there's someone who is more likely to recover um, with the same resources, then I guess, yes, you would turn off the person less likely to recover and um, use the resources for the people who can. Um, but if it's like an infinite resources and, um, you know, they, they have brain waves and activity and all that kind of stuff um then yeah personally i would say to keep them alive unless it's that unless they wanted to be turned off so yeah okay um i feel like anytime i say your name you should be opening a trap door for me yeah yeah my, do my name turning on some big, big machine yeah Okay, well, I think, well, the thing is, if you're ever in that position, it's never you who actually gets to decide, do I live or do I die? It's everyone around you. So I think the, the real question around this is, how much of your life is really yours? I mean, how, um, I, when you say something like, I'm going to take my own life, what you're really saying is, I'm going to take it from everyone around you. Uh, you're depriving everyone in the world from you. I'm not saying that there is no circumstance where... Actually, what the fuck am I saying? Um... <laughs> making a good point. Uh, my point is... Think it Don't worry. My point is that we... Uh, we as people are very empathetic. We want to help each other. We want to... We always want to look for the positive outlook, outcome for someone else. And mm. I think sometimes that may be, we may think, uh, do that even to the, even to the, um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, depreciation? Detriment, that's it. 
uh, to, even to the detriment of the other person. Um, so even while another person may want to keep you alive for um, their own personal uh, reasons, or maybe just because they love you, or maybe just because you're an asset of some kind, there's you don't really make, get to make that decision. And well, apart from the fact that that sucks, um, can I think this through for a second? No <laughs> problem. Yeah. yeah. We're about to open up anyways, just take your time, man. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so um, weather, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm speaking. Right, okay, cool. All right, so at this point, uh, does anyone on uh, um, uh, disagree, agree, elaborate? Um, What's up? Um, you don't have to raise your hand, it's speak or get spoken over to now, by the way, raise hand. I like the point randomly true brought about resources, because I think... Yeah, resources should, in a way, influence our decision of whether we get to keep someone or not. Um, two points, but with uh, the, the thing about uh, keeping the COVID-19 um, spike low is so that these, you know, hospitals don't get overrun. It's not a cure. It's not, a, you know, it's just so that the sudden, you know, over use of emergency rooms and uh, equipment, then these doctors have had to make decision on, on who to um, try to save and who not to try to save. So, I mean, the, this question is important in so many uh, ways and uh, abortion too, you know, when when do you think this is, is gonna have a viable life or not viable life? Um, the other thing I, I was thinking about is what uh, we're not, uh, we what we don't have organs for right now, happening right now, we think we're these really intelligent beings there's so much more going on in the universe of universes that we're not perceiving so you know perhaps there's somebody uh, up there that's going to go oh these humans oh my God, growing under the sink again and just you know scrub us out yeah because <laughs> we don't have that <laughs> perception you know i always think we're so smart but we always bite our tongue oh. you know <laughs> yeah um, God, i wish you could like megaphone people by selecting them so, like, mm -hmm. like muting them, but like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would give everyone for free pages and people. People would use it to drown out each other. Can I uh, put my point in real quick before my yep. internet yeah, yeah, yeah. blows oh, yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I'm sorry, everybody. My internet is really bad uh, for some reason. But uh, the uh, I think really it all comes down to we don't know what consciousness is. Um, we don't have a scientific way to quantify yeah. what makes right. something alive. You know, that's why everybody's freaking out about AI right now. Oh, no, is it going to become alive? Is it already alive? Who knows what it, it you know, because we have no way of actually saying what uh, life is, you know, uh, quantitatively. So um, the thing is, is like if right now, if you can look uh, at an MRI, um, fMRI, I'm sorry. Well, let's see, fMRI is animated, MRI is a still image. I forgot, sorry. Um, basically, if you can look at their brain and see brain activity, um, then, you know, we can tell that they are either conscious or 
they're unconscious but still alive so it depends on you know what do you what do you count as alive conscious but still alive. so so basically i would i would say what some others have said here which if if there's brain activity uh definitely keep them alive if there's no brain activity then i would say it comes down to an individual choice like kj was saying you know if they had said beforehand what they wanted to do i think it's up to us to honor that um but uh that's just me uh i know there are a ton of different thoughts on this um but Can you anyway just allow me to respectfully disagree um coming to sure. the fact of um uh, i agree and disagree kind of in the middle um that ai um i feel like it's humans we have an irrational fear um a fear of you know unknown things of course you know things that scare us we're like oh something new that kind of is scary to us which is song through history you know with uh you know different various things um foreigners and such when we see things that are different it frightens us as humans we don't know how to react to it so i feel like with the advancement of ai i feel like that kind of frightens most of you know the older generation and and the newer generation people are afraid oh if we get ai is my job going to be secure are my kids going to be okay is this going to stay the same i feel like it's a more internal inside of you know humans ourselves and our instinct is to be kind of protective you know over what's ours and especially the society yeah. that we live in today the society that we live in is it all it's all about him his mine mine so we're afraid that we're going to lose something that we don't really actually have right i actually completely agree with you but can i ask what that has to do with uh <laughs> someone being well actually it, it does because i was using it as an example but um uh someone being conscious or not um, hmm? i'm sorry i didn't hear uh anyway uh yeah i i agree people are driven by fear um but uh i think we're starting to step on rule is it five Four. uh <laughs> respect yeah. when a topic is done uh territory so yeah, yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna go to a tangent <laughs> yeah 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 we you know we like to talk about uh hypotheticals but you know you get to the point where like what if this what if that what if that all that so um right right before i get in the next one i just want to do like a little bit of a plug um kind of not really a plug like there's um these signs across the room that lead to our discord and to our twitter and our youtube this event is recorded and will be put up as sort of a pseudo podcast that you can listen to and you know debate people in your head and you know <laughs> think oh that person's opinion is wrong i wish i could have spoken to them about it and all that and um the discord is how we actually come up with questions how we decide you know like like uh you know is this question good is that question good you know you can submit them you can give ideas tell me you want you know the roof to be on here and all that and you know I can work with it and all that reach out to me directly or be on the server and all that and then uh the twitter is just um i'm trying to work on like putting announcements on it and putting like um if if something is changing about it and all that so if you know if you want to be more of a part of it and all that we've been doing this for a while so i seem to justified but um 
Great. Uh, if you just join, welcome to Real Talk. Uh, the situation is I bring up a question, topic, philosophy, legal conundrum, ethical dilemma, and we go around this circle abiding by these rules, uh, getting everyone's opinions, philosophies, and experiences on them. Uh, rule number one, two-minute rule. Try to keep your point under two minutes. Uh, just as a basic rule while we're going through the circle, we will open up after, and um, it, it will be just... It'll just be more efficient. Two minutes, you know. You, you don't have to like. I'm not timing you, but I will remind you. And uh, rule number two: uh, respect the circle. Meaning, don't try to interrupt someone or argue with them or debate them while they're trying to make their point. Uh, rule number three: uh, ask up in the God door. Meaning, if you want to talk about a religious topic, you're welcome to. Just ask if the group is comfortable with that, and you know, we can move from there. Rule number four: uh, respect when the topic is over. Meaning. If either there's a lull in the conversation and nobody's really talking or I'm trying to move on, you got to move on with me because of a time constraint. Uh, just move on with us. Uh, and rule number five, shut up when needed because needed is often. Great. So the next question is very um, opinionated. You know, there's no definite answer on it. You know, it's a, and it may be a little, you know, triggering. So if, if anyone wants to, you know, say you know that's a terrible question you know it's okay but the question is is uh self-inflicting harm uh ethically wrong wrong if you only hurt yourself Aaron. Uh, oh. uh. <laughs> Can you um? I'm sorry. Can you give me an example? I'm I'm kind of like my my brain is like all the conversations. I it's kind of stuck right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Zach, are you with us? Yes. Sorry, I'm just thinking. It burned my head. Did you want mm -hmm. me to go? Or what was that? Yeah. Oh crap. Okay. Um. Well, a lot of people have different sets of morals, so I think it depends on the person. Not opening the God door, but possibly religion or beliefs or anything based off that. But in general, I would say it, yeah, it would be ethically wrong because generally inducing harm on yourself will bring about negative emotions and it won't be pleasant, which is something you kind of want to avoid in life. So some like breathing, for example, kind of a process you have to go through. But in general, I would say it's probably ethically wrong. I think there's always going to be an exception, but yeah, you know, you don't want to be causing harm to yourself. And then I'm sure others will, will won't rejoice in the fact that you're not, that you're being harmful to yourself either. So it won't just affect you, even if you only think it will. Okay. Right. My hero. I do My hero. Jesus, I do think there is a difference because you know obviously you can't you can't go to jail for like um cutting yourself but if you cut someone else you know that's a really serious problem so there is a difference especially in the eyes of the law but in my own opinion um i i kind of have some or have had I, I think i'm pretty good now but i i had some kind of self-esteem issues and stuff that i was able to overcome just by thinking of myself as somebody else and like you know i'm so hard on myself i i'm constantly thinking bad about myself why can't i do this why can't i do that i wish that you were nowhere this or that 
well, you know, if I said that to someone else, they'd be really pissed off at me and I'd be really abusive and mean towards that person. And I don't, I, you know, don't do that. Like I, I generally try to be nice to other people. So why can't I be nice to myself as if I were someone else? So I think there is a, a distinction there between how you treat someone and someone else and uh, the, in the eyes of the law, at least, it is not quite as immoral to do something to yourself as it would be to somebody else. But I think you're better off treating yourself the same way you would treat others. Okay, all right. Um, uh, in, in, in the case of uh, self-harm and whether it's wrong, um, I, I, I really don't think I have anywhere near enough experience even to make like a even a, a qualified opinion is it okay if i just like pass i don't think i yeah, yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah. i should make an opinion you know i don't think i'm enough please well it, it's you. not only in the sense of like physically harming yourself i mean like like to be self-detrimental is that ethically bad like you know not going for a job interview you know all that oh um oh then i I don't know. I, I I can pick it up on the next one though. But that's <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Yep. Yeah. Agree. So waiting consent. You're muted. Consent is key. This is you with us? You okay? Hi. I'm there new. <laughs> I actually just jumped on real Who's quick. <laughs> Uh, I haven't even created my avatar yet, but this is kind of funny anyways. <laughs> and I missed the question, honestly. I will probably jump in on next round. <laughs> okay. All right. Matt, thanks. So, sometimes when I... Okay, so... So, I think it is wrong because it is because you're self-harming yourself. It okay. ain't good. Mm. Like... Okay. If it's your stress, you can okay. relieve it by getting those, like, you know, those little stress balls that you, like, squeeze? Like, it's like that, but different. All right, man. Keto <laughs> uh, King? Where'd he go? I just got the... There he is. Keto? Keto? Keto. How do you spell okay. keto in the diet? Keto? Keto. Oh, I think it's Keto. Okay. Keto. 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 Keto is when you like uh you stay away from uh non complex sugars and uh force your body to produce ketones so you can help break down your fat and all that. Mm -hmm. oh. Also, it won't let me megaphone Pat Shark, so someone else is gonna have to I think Pat's talk has been gone. He's been sitting in that position for a while, so <laughs> I, I, he, I think someone right, yeah. unplugged him, so right. Uh, Jamie B. I'm just a <laughs> this is a, a this question I, I think really comes right up to the edge of of uh existence uh to you know to be or not to be <laughs> and uh whether somebody 
if somebody as as earlier um somebody on the on the on, on my left side of the sofa brought up before um you know how much of your life is your own when it's really your uh, experiences actually impacting experiences all around you. So um, even though you might be in a lot of pain and you take yourself out, your parent or your child could suffer, you know, maybe if you could measure absolutely could see that there was more suffering by you removing yourself. So do you have a social responsibility to keep going. That's what I think it really is because the ethics and morality that um, that I think can be debated, you know, uh, but the social thing, how does it impact? And then does it, in what Matthew said, there's a lot of, I think, to absolute merit to what Matthew said, again, and it's that simplicity, that spark of being on this side of existence, being alive is its own, is its own reason for continuing, you know? It, you, um, yeah, I'm just making his answer sound much more, you know, complicated than it was with the simplicity of it was so beautiful. You know, if you hurt yourself, that's a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I just have more questions about this. You know, I don't have any, certainly have any answers uh, when I am thinking um, when I'm afraid of death or thinking death would be a solution to something. Um, it makes me wonder what's so scary about death after all. And if death is not scary, why not just end it as opposed to continuing on? And I think until I know the answer to that, I'm going to continue on. Yeah, so that's it. Thanks. Hathusa. Hathusa. I already forgot how to say it. My bad. Hathusa. My bad. Um. Well, I'm not so sure how ethics would play into this as it's a personal decision. Um, I'm, I know that cutting, not going to job interviews, um, self-medicating, all of that stuff actually does have a social impact on everyone around you. However, um, the main reason why people start self-medicating, cutting, um, other such things, sub, um, subconsciously destroying their own lives and whatever matter is because they are sad. They've had some sort of trauma, some sort of ordeal in their life that they don't know how to mentally process it. And in order to let go of some of that pent-up that's inside of their body they cut and for a little bit of time when they cut it actually releases a chemical inside your body I believe it's endorphins that help you feel better for a little bit of time and I don't think it's good to cut I don't think it's good to self-sabotage but when somebody is so sad depressed and hurt in so many different ways Sometimes that's the only way they can even live another day. And I'm not so sure if it's wrong or right. I just, it's just sad to me. That's all I have to say. Okay, all right. Uh, Ash. Um, it's a very loaded question. Um, I think, yeah. A part of it comes from mental illness, and I think when you talk about that, 
with how ethics plays into somebody, the way somebody's brain is working. That's hard. I mean, even when you mentioned going on a job interview or, you know, not going, that can all be part of depression. And um, if that's ethical, I don't, I don't, yeah, I guess I'm with, I don't know. I can't see people's names. Um, I don't really have any answers, just more. Yeah, I don't know. I My father committed suicide when I was two, so the ethics there, I think, you know, mental illness, I definitely can. Um, it's definitely affected my life in many ways, um, but I don't think he was being unethical. I think he was right. sick, so... I don't know. I know it wasn't just about, you know, death and loss and everything. Um, it, like I said, was so loaded. So. Measures. If you think my last question was morbid, this is. Um, <laughs> so, self harming is a pleasurable yet destructive addiction just as alcohol is or smoking is destructive if you do something um, uh, when i was uh, 15 i was in a really dark place uh, in my mind and i used to self-harm a lot and i drugged myself and ended up drowning myself in the bath and actually died for about five minutes until they resuscitated me in the uh, ambulance. And I spent three months in the mental institute in Wales, at the place Wales. And yeah, recovered from that. And well, not fully since, but a lot better since then. But um, yeah, it's a, everyone regrets this kind of thing in the end, but it, it's all, a, it's all, to do with mental, it's all in the, it's all in the mind. There's, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, lost my train of thought, but welcome back. See if uh, we we gotta we gotta. I'm sorry, but we gotta run through the circle before we can open up. Just makes it easier. Uh, randomly true. Um, sorry, I completely lost my thought. I was trying to hold in a cough, and I was like, "Oh wait, I'm not muted." Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, so is it morally wrong to self harm? So I think, I think it depends on the, I guess the effect it has on the people around you, or just your environment. Because, I mean, self-harm could be anything from overeating and, you know, becoming overweight and um, killing yourself slowly that way, or smoking, or anything. Like, it doesn't just have to be cutting um, or self-harm. So I think uh, if it's only affecting you, I don't think it's morally wrong. I mean, it's bad, obviously. Um, but if I, you know, someone cuts their cuts their knee or something like that um it doesn't have an impact on anyone around them unless someone saw it and then you know it uh increases their stress 
but if it's something like overdosing then obviously that takes up resources in a hospital um if you're overeating and then um i don't know you get diabetes then obviously that's a whole bunch of medicine that you then have to take um and then that comes from somewhere and, like the money it takes from that and toll on family um so yeah i think if it affects people around you um then it is morally wrong and if it's just affecting yourself then it isn't Mark? Uh, yeah, Mark. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. There you go. There you go. Mark there you go. <laughs> think of something as oh thanks uh i think when we think of something as moral i think we try to think of it in terms of how much suffering are we causing and if we think about that then we need really need to think about i don't know if this is the right way to word this but do we value our own suffering he's already apparently muted i I can't do anything. I don't. Is Brit? Is, is he doing? Through the mute. <laughs> <laughs> his window is open, so we can hear him just because he's amplifying yeah. his voice around the world. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, at least I'm sure my point is not going in the YouTube video. He's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Uh, as long, uh, you know, it's not like that was recorded or anything. It's whatever. Oh, oh God, no. All right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty sure this isn't the right way to word this, but do we value our own suffering? Um, as in, do we think that... Sorry. All right. Um, sorry. Do we think that um, if suffer, uh, suffering really matters, if it's happening to us? Because I know a lot of people who will do a lot of horrible things to themselves, um, um, but think it's absolutely all right just because it's themselves they don't as long as they're not hurting anybody as long as they're if it's just them it doesn't really matter i personally disagree i think that you matter if only to yourself and that you should preserve yourself at the, sorry just cut out there yeah um don't do it it's not wrong but you shouldn't do it mm. <laughs> i'm looking at you Pointing <laughs> mm, fingers already. <laughs> All right, raise on. Just to kind of uh, echo what um, I Thusa and randomly said, I think um, ethics is mainly concerned with our relationship with other living beings. Uh, so whatever we decide to do with ourselves is outside the scope of um, morality. I wouldn't say it's moral or immoral to harm oneself however one could argue that it's for example an extremely inefficient method of achieving a goal if that goal was um, <laughs> stress relief or finding a job 
no. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. It depends on what you define as harm, and that's a really wide... I mean, you, you could go anywhere from uh, you think negatively for half a second. You, you know, if, if someone defined, like, harming themselves as having a bad thought, right, we would, we would be in a super authoritarian, like, you know, right. police-style world. But then also if you, you know, leave the door wide open to, oh, you only define negativity as, like, on the verge of, like, you know, stabbing yourself in the head or something like that's, you know, that that's going way too far the other way. So, um, I think you, I don't know, honestly, uh, I feel like, uh, whoever it was that wanted to skip, uh, I think I'm going to skip this one because it's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that I have a concise message on this one. Right. Um, does anyone, all right, now is the time when we open up, does anyone want to uh, disagree, agree, or elaborate? Um, I can I just, uh, just elaborate this to the, the point there? I, 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 think it was, I think it was really incredible for Lazarus to tell us what his personal experience was. Um, the fact that he did self-harm and spent time in, in uh, mental institution, that was... That was really brave. I mean, I know we're in VR, but like that, I really felt that, man. Um, I, I didn't want to obviously, nobody interrupts whenever anybody's making a point and stuff, but I'm not going to make any points here. I'm just going to say that was that was really cool, man. That was, yeah. Hey, thanks. Thank you for, for sharing that. I know that must have been freaking even hard, even in this, you know? Yeah, just definitely wanted to just point on that. That's cool. That was cool, there. I yeah, and the, uh, oh. uh, the ethical, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark. Yeah, The point about mental health, um, and it, that it's not, you know, it's it's really not a decision. So they're they're for the morality and the ethics ethics of it when it comes down to that if somebody um is that is so distraught that they are willing to take a chance on things never ever realistically coming out of anything and they succeed it's it's not a decision i don't think when it comes to uh it's a mental health issue i would like to kind of elaborate and maybe pose a question being that we're in the middle of a pandemic i see a lot of um, people like the debate or question, especially I'm in the U.S., um, people don't want to wear their masks and go out in public and they're just kind of like, well, it's my health. If, you know, I get sick, then I get sick. How do you guys think that kind of plays into morale and, and, you know, what we're discussing here? I think that plays into education. Yeah. And morality, because they clearly haven't been taught how to consider other people. Right. Or they don't haven't been taught how disease spread or how, right. you know, basic stuff. That's not, I don't think they actually 
want to do harm to others. I mm-hmm. think they're well, they were trying to stop harm being done from them, and they say again. Wouldn't that come down to intent? If they had that knowledge and did it anyway, versus if they just didn't know and were oblivious, like I think. Yeah, I think it's what they believe is that they're protecting their rights as a human. They don't have the like the knowledge or education of, you know, disease spreading or you know how is that you protecting other people and why is it necessary. I don't. If people are intentionally doing it to cause havoc and harm, they are horrible people. And you know, I don't. I wouldn't mind if they just disappeared. But yeah, it's something I've really been. You know, I'm listening to every. You know, a lot of social media, and I'm listening to all sides of. Uh, what people are saying, you know, I guess trying to be uh, empathetic with people that say that masks make their asthma flare up or they're claustrophobic or whatever other thing. But I'm like, yeah, it just seemed like this. I, I like I should pose it to you guys to get your thoughts and opinions on it, because it's been something that's really been. I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> For the greater good of everybody education. else and the greater good of everybody's health, huh? I, I think I solely think it is just poor education. Um, yeah. I really don't. Think. Well, and and circle of concern, I think. Right, yeah, because it, that's the same thing with the previous conversation of someone harming themselves intentionally. Like, if they only care about themselves and they think that that's a benefit to them, whether they're right or wrong, which they most certainly are wrong in that moment, but they don't think that at the time. If they are only concerned about themselves and they don't, like, if it does harm their families emotionally, but they're not concerned about that, then that means they are ultimately selfish and only thinking about themselves, which I'm not saying positive or negative. I'm just saying, like, it depends on what level of society are you thinking about? Like, people have mentioned resource consumption. You know, that's at a larger level of, like, the whole society and what what money or resources you use. Whereas, you know, if you're only thinking individualistically, then you're not thinking about that. So, And I'm not saying one way is right or wrong. I'm just saying I think that's something to consider. I don't know. I'm, I'm apologizing. That's exactly what I was talking about before. It's, it's, I think egocentric um, ignorance or like ignorant egocentric. Two people Joe, speaking at the same time. Two people speaking at the same time. Yeah, yeah the, the, there's a weird thing where, like, we're just far enough apart that you can't hear each other. So that's why I try to amplify people when they start speaking. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find the other guy. Oh, is it not Patrick? Is it Ruby? Anthony? Uh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, so it's my turn to talk. Can we raise our hand if you're okay. yeah, yeah, I just made a phone to you. All right. I think that it's, uh, like, kind of goes into an old human instinct where it's, um, the self versus the tribe kind of thing where um, right. you guys are talking about the concern mm-hmm. for others versus the concern for the self. Exactly. 
which right. um, really when it comes down to survival instinct, um, there's two things with humans. You either are self-preserving where you're individually concerned for yourself or you're a group think where you're more concerned with the tribe, right? So um, there are people who, are, you know, see the tribe more as a way to, um, you know, preserve themselves, right? Where there are others who want to contribute to the tribe and, you know, preserve the tribe and see the tribe make more generations, right? There are some who live in the now. Who, they don't care about having children what the fuck ever it's a life of hedonism you know they want the maximum of their individual life they don't give a fuck if you die they don't care if your children die etc etc and then there's the other people who they're worried about everybody you know they're they're the people who hold the door open for you who are worried about you and you know all the time you know the people ask you know if you slept and all that stuff you know this kind of people in your life they're rare but you know you run into them they're more rare than the other kind of person and that's why you have all these problems where people don't want to wear their masks um, you know, I mean, how many wars have been fought over this idea? You know, I mean, think of the country we live in. And, you know, you guys were talking about, like, uh, American rights and stuff with, like, individual values and freedom and stuff. Like I said, wars were fought over these ideas, you know. And there's people who, you know, they run away from cities because they want to have individual. There's people who go to the tribe because they want to live in groups like that. It's just a basic human principle. But uh, go ahead, guys. You can have your input now. Can I'm it, done can, rambling. Can anyone, can anyone hear me? Because it seems like... Yeah, you'll make a phone. Yeah. Everyone okay. should be able to Yeah, now. Okay. Yes, it is. better. Hey, how's everybody yeah, doing? Trying to depress. On the uh, most recent point, um, I think there's a difference between uh, well, what someone's mentioned of like intentionally harming other people, and then there's what I'm defining as ignorant egocentrism or right. egocentric ignorance so like basically it's you're only interested in yourself but it's not because of any sort of malicious intent but just simply because you're ignorant of anything else so it's not really um it's not malicious in in nature but it's it's just it's a fact it's it's, it's a consequence of ignorance and the second point that I wanted to make was uh, going back to the self thing. Um, from what I gathered, uh, the main point was talking about um, uh, self-harm in order to feel something. Um, I would just like to propose like the contra to that. I'm a three-tour combat veteran. And it's kind of the opposite for me. It's like I, I drink, but it's, and which is technically self-harm, but it's not to feel something, but it's to feel nothing. So it's kind of the opposite, but it's still self-harm. Huh, yeah. I think, uh, so if I may, I know you talked on me earlier. But I, I think it depends on what level of hurt you're talking about. Uh, for example, I love watching UFC fighters. There are so <clears> many <throat> levels. Yes, and so when they fight, yeah, when they're, when they're hitting themselves and blood and it's gushing all over the place and, and the fighters being knocked out and, you know, that I, I enjoy that type of combat. Uh, and I think, and I think they also enjoy it too for the benefit of themselves, 
for the benefit of society. I think it's, a, a, you know, it depends on what reason people harm themselves or, or put themselves in harm's way. And I think, on, you know, in terms of sports, um, them hurting themselves, it's, it's, it's proper, it's okay, and it's uh, accepted by society. more about like something like PTSS with like self-harm intentionally self-harm but you do self-harm feeling nothing you want to feel nothing because you feel too much no I wasn't defending uh, you know what you were saying or, or giving my opinion about what you were saying I was just talking in general about sports and why people do that type of stuff right mm. I think yeah, those two are related because you know with fighting, people do tend to disassociate. Uh, I think Mike, Ty you know, Mike Tyson, he's making his comeback recently, if you've seen in the news, uh, you know, funny guy, great fighter. Um, but, you know, whenever he talks about fighting, if you've ever heard about it, you know, with his wisdom, he just, he's a completely different person when he's fighting than whenever he's being, you know, just you know, your friend Mike Tyson. It's a completely different level where, you know, you feel nothing. You just want to destroy. You want to punch through the enemy. And it's a different kind of way of numbing yourself of where instead of, um, you know, I guess with alcohol, you know, you, you want to, it's a different kind of numb for yeah, sure. But I don't, but, uh, I wouldn't come home. But, uh, I guess Mike knows about that too. Cause you know, he had a lot of alcohol problems as well. So warfare. Like actually well, yeah, getting shot at is different. I mean, yeah, those are completely different levels of things. But, getting um, a bit off topic. With um, numbing yourself with that too, like yeah, like yeah. I said with the fighting, you know, Mike Tyson also done that as well with the heavy alcoholism and um, yeah. you know yeah, the wanting so to the, destroy. Yes, yeah, they so go hand it, in hand. Is it is it a subconscious thing or is it like right. you know intentional? Well, I think you could sum that That's whole argument up by saying one person's harm is another person's help. So it's yeah. like all, you know, relative to... Uh, By distracting yourself um, with the pain of others, you know, it elevates yourself. Right. Are we getting on to, like, the fourth point? Uh, not the fourth, the, the one where we're kind of getting a bit off, like, a little bit off point, or... Yeah. Oh, Should we kind of... Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Right, but... yeah, we only have about four minutes left, but so I'm going to explain something real quick. So this has to uh, end. Yes, this oh, has yeah. to end. Uh, we've we got to host this longer. shit and stuff. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I can, I can have meeting of mortals. If you want, I said no, but like, I don't know. I'm more awake now, so. Right. So, uh, the event is just about three minutes out of uh, leaving, so I don't have time to ask another question. Uh, not that you know, I wouldn't love to stick around and. You know, listen to everyone's experiences and stuff, but I have been in this headset for two hours straight. <laughs> yeah, the bus battery's dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to excuse myself. But um, so this event has been recorded uh, and it will be on that YouTube channel that's up there for, you know, if you want to watch yourself and you see like your mannerisms while you're trying to debate or come out with your argument and or, you know, maybe you missed this one. Um, and then you can reach out to us on our Discord. Uh, if you friend me on uh, Discord, I'll, uh, I'll add you to the server. I feel like there's a better way to do it, but I have not figured it out yet. Um, so 
uh, yeah, and then on the Twitter, uh, I've been uh, that's for like updates and stuff on like what's going on, say if I can't make it and all that. Um, but yeah, uh, we do this every Wednesday and Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is about like what uh, midnight you, uh, Europe. Yeah, to like midnight. 2 a.m. 3 a.m. Oh yeah, midnight to 2 a.m. for UK time too. Um, yeah. I, I apply. Uh, so right now, um, one of my mods is going to take over. Uh, he has a list of the questions and also questions you know he can ask himself. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, thank you guys uh, for coming to the first uh, featured real talk. Um, it's been a pleasure. Adios. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you for hosting. Nice one. I fucked my controller. There we go. I like that he uh, he left like he was actually on a stage. That was quite that was quite classy, you know. <laughs> well, I'm still here. He's just, I can hear you. Yeah, he's just Come on, down. man. Oh, you he's just behind the iron curtain. <laughs> you gotta leave with some sound. <laughs> yeah, it's beyond the fucking wall. That was that was. Oh, look, he's back. Down. It's an encore. It's an encore. Right? I, I was waiting for it. Yeah, class. Was talking about me or anything. I was, I was Who is this fucking man? Rush him, rush him, man. No. <laughs> I think everyone's open mic right now. It's so hard to tell who's fucking um, the microphone. I'm just going to unmegaphone everyone. I'm sorry if you get muted. It happens when you get on megaphone. It kind of sucks. But... Yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, I was going to read some questions, but like I don't have to. We could just talk. It's up to you guys. Yeah. We're totally free at this point. So, whatever you guys want to do. I know. Okay. I'm game. Sure. I came late. So... I've been holding back from my epic debating skills. Ah, I can't rub my hands together. Well, damn it. Thanks for discussion. What's that guy doing? I wanted to see if the globe would spin, and now uh, it's this hello? time. No, we had all assets like being cut out of this um, world now. Yeah, we used to have a cat named Diogenes uh, sitting on the uh, couch there, but we had. We to also get had Apollo, didn't we? We had Apollo like right at the back, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is he still recording this? What's going on with him? I mean, possibly. No, I think. Well, he said he stopped. I don't know how you can actually tell if it's going or not. I think, uh... I think only he said, can. <laughs> yeah. The eight reason every fire. It'd be funny if this was on the... Just everybody converging on the camera. <laughs> Everyone group photo. <laughs> Say cheese. <laughs> I don't... Uh, some people have dignity and just kept their seats. So, um, uh, okay, yeah, so here's my theory. 